Welcome to Marriage Can Heal Podcast. If you're married, or you are single and thinking about marriage, then this podcast is for you. Drop the beat now. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, Hi, hello. and welcome to Marriage Can Heal Podcast. My name is Tara. My name is Pedro. And welcome, everybody. <laughs> and we are here today with you some special, with a special guest, um, husband Brent and Anika Cushion. Am I saying her name? Cushion. Cushion. Yeah. Yes. They'll correct us when we put them on. Yes. But um, we're so happy to have, to talk about what we're going to be talking about today, fighting for your marriage and how important it is. And just their testimony is very powerful. And I pray that each person that listened to this on YouTube or the radio station, that someone will be blessed and helped. Yes. I'm hoping for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to just, you know, say, how you doing today? How you doing? I'm you doing, doing good right? today. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah. A little tired. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we'll be the, making it through. Yeah, we're making it through. Yeah, so no that's doubt. the main thing. Yeah, is that we pushing through, and we having our first guest for 2023. That's right, and it's season. It's season three, episode eight. There you go, because you say I say that every. I, you do, see, I did say I'm it. like you don't say that everything, but you say you claim you say it. So hey, all <laughs> so, right yeah. then. So all guys, right. um, share this um this podcast with anyone that may be going through some situation in a relationship or even starting a marriage. You never know what, how it can help and uplift someone. Yes. Yeah. To show that even in life, if your marriage is going through help, you know, through some troubles yeah, and you may want to leave or you, you may leave and then you come back or you, you know, may not want to come back mm-hmm. that, you know, with God and everything, you can get it together yeah. and God can make it work as mm-hmm. long as the couple wants it to work too. Definitely. Definitely. So without further ado, without further ado, we're going to go right into it today. We're going to welcome in Brent and, and Anika Christian. Could you guys please correct <laughs> I'm, us, I'm still please. saying it wrong. Christian. <laughs> Christian. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Yep. Oh, it's all, it's all good. It's all real, good. real quick, they're, they're the author of Fight for Your Marriage, mm-hmm. a book that you can get on Amazon. Yep. Uh, I think it was like $9.99. On Amazon guys. in yeah. pounds, so yeah. in the UK it was nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, and got it like the very next day. Yeah, they got the book too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So you guys, so. please purchase that. Very, very. We read. We have started read, to read it, but we haven't finished yet. But what we have read already has been. It, it's had me glued to the page. I'm like, Pedro, take your time yeah. and turn the page. So, I read faster than her, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> So we've been having a good time. So guys, could you introduce yourself to us and where you guys are from? Well, my name is Brent. My name is Brent Krishan. Mm-hmm. I'm Anika Krishan. And we are the Krishan family of Fight for Your Marriage with Anika. And we live in Georgia, middle Georgia in the United States oh, cool. of America. And, and and sometimes people say, well, where, where in Georgia? Because when you think of Georgia, yeah. you think of Atlanta. So we're we're about two hours from Atlanta, a little closer to Augusta. Okay. Like Pedro say, uh, I guess the only reason people know about Augusta is Augusta National. The the what's that? that that's the Masters Championship, right? Right, Pedro. When, uh, when that's the golf, golf championship. It's, it's, it's yeah, one of the major championships. Yeah. 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 
Masters. I think they, yeah, the Masters. Masters. Or is it the U.S. Open? No. Trivia. I don't know which one it is. I haven't watched golf in a while, but yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. It's it is the Masters. You're right. You're right. It is the Masters. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. All right. So, like we said, you yeah. know, we you got well. Um, go ahead. Well, I, I was I was just gonna say, um, I love, you know, the the ministry. Marriage can heal, and that's so beautiful. And really, that's what we're all about. You know, we call it fight for your marriage, but really, right. what you said in the introduction was so spot on and so beautiful. That's our testimony, and I, and I, I thank you got you guys testimony as well. And and it's just about. Right. Uh, being very transparent, being very real, that we've dealt with some things. We've went through some very difficult things, but God has healed our marriage. We were able right. to be recovered, and the love is so strong. You know, I, you know, uh, Pedro mm-hmm. Tara. You know, I say, I say to people, you know, we love our friends that we still friends after we've been through something. It's not saying that we asking to go through something, but the reality of life right. is. We go through stuff. And don't you feel closer to a friend after y'all been yeah. through something? You know you got a true friend. They had a chance to walk away. Definitely. And our marriage, Definitely. Uh, by God's grace, has just been so beautiful. And we're going to talk about that a little more. But I just wanted to say that marriage can heal. The name of y'all ministry is so beautiful. And, and really, that's what we're about. Awesome. Oh, yeah. We we came up with that a couple of months ago. Just we wanted to do a name change. And Tyler said she was praying. And it just popped in her head. And she said she woke me up and said, "Hey, I want to name. I want to change the name to Marriage Can Heal." And I was yeah. like, "Just let me sleep. Okay, no problem." <laughs> <laughs> After I woke up, I thought about it. I, I was like, "You know, that would be perfect for us." Yeah, we definitely we definitely should change. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we that's our goal. Like mm-hmm. you said, is just to minister to people about how marriage can heal. Right. Because the devil right now is is really fighting to destroy marriages, families, and people. Right. And um. We just feel that you know if you if you just trust in God, your marriage will be your your marriage can get stronger every day, every minute. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. And you said something else too, Pedro, in the, in the intro. I thought was real key, and we don't highlight this that much, Anika. But mm-hmm. but he said it in the intro, and you said something so powerful. You said if you want to, mm-hmm. if you want it. Oh man, right. that's so powerful. If you want it, if you want it nothing could stop you. And that's what, that's the message we want to put out there to whoever's listening today. Right. right. You know, we could talk about, people could talk about any goals in life mm-hmm. and achieving anything, mm-hmm. but it's not going to happen in our life unless you want it. But mm-hmm. if you want it, if you want your marriage to heal, if you want to come back together, if, if it sounds like it's impossible, the four of us are here to say today, it can happen. Amen. Yes. Amen. If you want yes. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. With God's help. It can happen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. 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 So as we as we um we just met you guys today. We've been going back and forth. We finally got together. Can you tell us a little bit about um one thing I want to one thing I want to say about because you said about having friends and stuff. I was very impressed right off the back with the acknowledgments of all the people that you had. I've never seen like that many folks <laughs> in the acknowledgments. I mean, it's cool. It's like, you know, it says it takes a, it takes a, um, a, village. a village to raise a family. Right. So I was like, wow, this definitely is a village, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but beyond that, like why, when, when you wrote this book, could you explain to us uh, why, why you wrote the book? And could you tell us a little bit of like how you met 
and the beginning of the the beginning of the story of your testimony. Yes. Mm. Yes, I sure can. So the first of all, the reason I wrote the book was to um you know, I can talk to people. I can I used to share my testimony with women who were going through some difficult times in their marriage. Right. Or I could talk to a few women or I could share my testimony here and there. But I said, like, Jesus, he can't be everywhere. So he sent his Holy Spirit, you know, so I'm not trying to say that I'm Jesus, but the message, I feel like it can go more places. Like I can't be in the UK right now, you know, but the book can, the message that the book has, the book can be places that I cannot be. And that's what made me decide to write the book. And also I like to read, you know, I like to write, I like to read. And so right. to just put it in a format that that could work with my personality type, something that I enjoyed doing. Um, Brent mm-hmm. was very supportive when I wrote it. I think I started in like 2018, maybe writing the book. And I, he just right. kind of gave me some office time, watched the kids a lot for me. And I was able to, to type, really get the book down, I think maybe like in a month of just kind of working some eight hour shifts, typing it in. But right. then after that, I put it before some of these women that I mentioned in the acknowledgments and they kind of come back and be like, Oh, you need to do this, or you need to give more details. How did this? How do you feel? And they would just kind of bounce ideas off of me and just kind of remind me that we don't know what happened. You know, yeah. you're telling the story, but like you yeah. know what happened, but you need to give more details. How now. did you feel? Yeah, I mean, I what was? Yeah. Tell me what's going on. What were you thinking? And it's like, right. Oh, so this is we're talking about things that happened almost 20 years ago. But God bless. In answer to prayer, mm-hmm. I was able to remember these things and go back and try to do a much better job than I did originally right. and kind of share some more background and kind of show, show how we got to the broken marriage part to just kind of show that we were we started on a really not a strong foundation when we got married. We were both going to church together, but that's about all. You know, we were not really walking with Christ right. like we are doing now. So that's why I wrote the book as a way to share this important message of hope to women that may be going through a different a difficult time in their marriage. And that's what somebody did to me. And that's what's on the front of the book. Right. If you look at the front, you'll see uh, that's, that's like a picture representing me and two women that were supporting me during my marriage. And right. so sometimes a little bit later in the book, I mentioned Sheila and how Sheila, I went to Sheila's home and um, I met Sheila at a marriage retreat, but we ended up um, shortly after Brent left, I believe he, um, well, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but I went to a marriage support group and at this marriage support group, I met women who were going through difficult times in their marriage, who God had done some amazing things for, and they were an inspiration to me. And I said, oh, I was very inspired by that. And uh, it inspired me to look to God to do something. Tell a little bit more about about those women Mm -hmm. and uh, what what they were going through. Well, the women, they were facing issues similar to what I was going through, you know, infidelity, the husband that just decided, okay, I don't want to be married anymore. I'm going to leave. Um, drugs, alcohol, right. addictions, um, pornography. I mean, just you name it, whatever kind of sin that whatever kind of sin Satan could tempt you to go through, these women had went mm-hmm. through it. But these women prayed for their husbands in the midst of these um just unspeakable things they did to them. And these women prayed for their husbands, prayed for themselves, prayed for their marriages, and God restored their marriages and made them better than they were in the beginning. And wow. when my marriage was going bad, I'm like, oh, if he could do that for them. Maybe he could do it for me. And so I kind of set out and said, you know what? I'm going to pray. Right. First of all, I mean, it's like I had to put the <clears throat> the um, oxygen mask on myself right. and get myself with God's help in a better place. Right. 
So I started getting stronger. My faith in God started increasing. I put the oxygen mask on. Then I could pray for my husband, mm. you know, and then after I prayed for my husband, I could pray for our marriage. And that's what God did. So after um, I won't tell those details <laughs> yet, but God restored our marriage. And that's um, fast forward. I decided to write it, you know, as a, also a legacy for right. our children mm. to just be able to say oh, God right. is good with God. All things are possible. Yes. Your actual existence is a miracle, you yes. know, because if it was Satan's, if Satan had his way, you would not be here. Your we, mother yeah. and father would not be together. Therefore, mm. you would not be here. You know, right. it's all a miracle. Right. And mm -hmm. I'll, let, I'll let Brent kind of share how we met. Can I, can I just okay. interject for one quick minute? I, I, I was listening. I'm just going to interject for one quick minute. Just listening to you, right? What you were saying, I realized something. Tara and I, like our our story, our testimony is almost exactly, but just different. Right. In the sense of, I didn't know this. I learned this during mm -hmm. the testimony that we did with um character building with Miss Heather. Right. Tara said she used yeah. to be while I'm sleeping, put a hand over me and pray over me. I didn't know this. I was sleeping. Praise My God. wife was praying for us. Wow. Even through all the stuff I was putting her through, the devil had a hold of me. Wow. And was making me do things. And my yeah. wife is praying every night for me, putting her hand over me, praying for me, saying, Lord, please help my marriage. Please work with my marriage. This and that. Just like what you was doing. I mean, it's, it's different, but mm -hmm. in the, it's still a parallel. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. my parallel is that no, we are stronger, women are stronger yeah. than we give them credit for as men. Wow. Oh, yeah. Amen. Pedro, mm -hmm. that's. That's the bottom line, man. I hear, I hear it in your heart as you say that. When we would share our testimony, man, what what this is going on is my wife prayed for me when I left because right. I was in trouble. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I was firmly in Satan's grasp. So to be recovered, matter of fact, I'm gonna tell you this, Pedro. When I called her after we had been apart for maybe four four and a half years, I was getting my church membership transferred. And when I called, because I started going back to church, that prior to that time, I'd stopped going to church. Right. And the first thing that happened to me is the Lord started recovering, I, you know, uh, developing my relationship with the Lord. And so I was getting my church membership transferred and I called the clerk and it was still the same clerk when I was there in Birmingham years before. And I said, oh, Sister Mary, yeah, this is Brent. Uh, I'm going back to church again. She said, oh, praise the Lord. Da, da, da. And she was like, does Anika know? I said, Anika probably don't want to hear nothing I got to say. You know, uh, I don't put her through so much. She said, Brent, I think she would like to know that you're going back to church. Mm. I was like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't have her number at that time. Sister Pullin gave me Anika's wow. number. And I called her and I was like, Nika, Nika, wait, wait, this is Brent. Look, don't hang up the phone. I just called just to tell you wow. I'm going back to church. And, and I'm not I'm not trying to be one right. foot in, one mm -hmm. foot out like I was. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be two feet in. And it was silent for about 10 seconds. And Anika said, I've been praying wow. for you. Wow. I don't know what to say. Wow. I, I had been waiting wow. for, be honest, did, for four years. You be honest, did, you, did your heart almost explode? I mean, I mean, like, did your heart almost explode when he said I mean, that? I don't even know. It's like... I'm like, is this a trick? You know what I mean? Is this the devil playing on my already emotional self? You know, it's just like, this cannot be true. It's like, when I think I think of the Bible verse, when the Lord turned again the captivity, we were like them that dream. Right. It's like, is this some kind of 
like a dream come true because it's like I've been praying, didn't see. And that's the thing about it. There were times that I was praying and I would see like a little glimmer of hope that, oh, yeah, things are coming together. The prodigal son is returning home. Then it was times that it looked bad, you all. I mean, it's just like by all outward appearances, this looks like a hopeless situation. This relationship is dead and there is no way to bring any life back into wow. the situation. And so I continue to press forward by God's grace and his miraculous mm. power. But I didn't understand, you know, and I'm just like, and we, I mean, there was a time I just had to cut off communication with Brent because he was just like, I mean, Satan had him in such a way that he just was one minute. He was this way. Then another minute he was this way. Just, he wants to work it out. He didn't want to work it out. He right. loved me. He didn't love me. And it's just like, no, I mean, it's bad enough that you love, but now you're going to just kind of put me on a roller coaster. Wow. No. And so I just ended up cutting off communication. Yeah. But even though that communication was cut off, I knew he was in trouble, right. you know, so I continued to pray right. for him. And then I continued. There were times I didn't necessarily pray for our relationship right. to be restored, but I prayed. There were times I prayed for myself, prayed for Brent, and I prayed right. for our relationship right. to be restored. So, Brent, I have I have one question now that, um, that I'm thinking about it. What made you leave? Like, what made you want to go? Because you was about nine months Excuse into me, your you marriage, to go right? back to how we met? Yeah. Yeah, it was um just before a year, just before a year, so close yeah, to that. Yeah, I, I'll talk about how we met, cause and I so I'll, I'll bring the two together, okay, and that's a very okay. good question. Um, I don't think okay. we've been really asked that a whole lot. Um, oh, so so we met. So, <laughs> so I had um I was raised Catholic in Louisiana, not really very church. Right. Um. You know, if you asked me, I would have said I believe in Jesus, but you know, that's it didn't really impact right. my life. Um, so when I uh, was graduating from college, and I mm -hmm. went to school in New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, and um, when I was graduating from college, I had a young lady tell me about the uh, Seventh Day Sabbath. Right. And when I finished school, I went and studied at a public library. So I started um, attending Seventh Day Adventist Church. Right. About so that's a change in my life, okay? Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. then uh after going to that church, may, not even a year later, I got my first big job that moved me away from home and brought me to Birmingham, Alabama. I was in Louisiana. I worked right. for Xerox Corporation, okay? Mm -hmm, young mm -hmm. man, I'm talking twenty-three years old, very wow. young, got a nice job. Right. New religion, now new job. Right. All right. While I was there, uh, I started going to the to the big mother church, the big black church downtown Birmingham. Right. Which is yeah, we know that church. And uh, the reason I started going there because my guy <laughs> that I was friends with at Berean in Baton Rouge had a brother okay. that lived in Birmingham. So I started going to Martin Church. And guess what? Wow. That's where I met Anika. Matter of fact, I met Anika at her house because Anika's mom would do potluck for people right. that's new visitors elderly people she's mm -hmm. very social like that very loving i got invited to go to mama uh she was uh mama barnes at the time you know mama right. Gee's house to eat potluck while i'm coming up to the door this young lady's leaving she had all red on had a red dress on <laughs> had some sunglasses on looking all uh oh uh oh sexy and cool and uh -oh. then i said hello <laughs> she just walked by me like hello you know and hopped in her car and left but then she wow. came back that afternoon 
and we was talking, we was communicating everything. Right. And Nika became my friend. Really, for months, I didn't think she really liked me. I just thought she was being friendly, like her mom. You know right. What I'm right. <laughs> like right. She would check on me, like, how you doing? You moved to the city, right? You knew, you knew around. I'm just checking on you. And, and really, I, I was just like, I really liked the nigga and, and, and really quickly uh, was loving her because I really never met anybody like her. You know, I never wow. met a sister. She was a real sister. You know, she was fine. She was good looking, but she was just being so, so friendly. But that's about as far as it went, it seemed like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So it was kind of, it was kind of mystifying Ooh. me. And I was, and I, but, but anyway, uh, I didn't know any females like right. that back home. Anyway, make a long story short, we got mm-hmm. married quickly. Okay, I'm answering yes. your question, Sister Tara. Uh, and after about a year and a half of knowing each other, we, I proposed and we got married. Okay. Now, hold on, watch this. New religion. Right. Moved away from home. Mm-hmm. We bought a house. Um, right. So new job. Got mm-hmm. married for the first time. That's some of the biggest things you can do in life. I found out later, Pedro. Right. There's some of the six biggest things that could happen in your life that could be stressors. Right. I did five out of the six. The only one that didn't happen in my life is the death of a loved one. Right. But some of the six biggest things you could do in your life is you can move away from home, get a new job, new career, new religion, get right. married, buy a house. Mm-hmm. I'm 23 years old, 23, 24, did all of those in about the space of a year. So wow. to answer your question, why did I leave? It was just too much for me. Wow. And I wasn't converted. Right. I remember uh, I grew up in um, in Baton Rouge. Right. You know, a little, little neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? I remember mm-hmm. driving up to the one day, I do remember this particular day I could share with you. I okay. remember driving home from work. Now I got a pharmaceutical job, so I'm doing well financially. My career is going up. Things is looking bright and beautiful. I remember I never had a house that had a garage right. with the press the button and the door open. I never <laughs> lived in a house like that, but now I do at 24 right. years old. So I had a house better than I ever lived in with wow. my parents. And I remember driving into the driveway and the door closed behind me. And I remember this particular day, I'm sitting in my car like, what, what, what is going on? This is my house. My wife is upstairs. Uh, like I didn't recognize my life. Mm. Right? Wow. Like it all just happened. So fast. I remember this particular day as I sat there in the car, like, is it like, is this where, happening? Where, where am I? Where, where my dude? Where, where, wow. What's happening? What, right. What is, you know, it was just too much. And, and my mind began to draw back to Louisiana. Right. I wanted to do the things I used to do. Mm-hmm. And you got to understand, I wasn't connected to right. Christ. Connected we, to the church. We can't do these things. I had joined to the church, right. Pedro. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm talking yep. about. I had joined the church, but I wasn't joined right. to right. Christ. So that's not strong mm. enough. No. Okay? So when the old feelings come back, yes. you know what I'm saying? I had nothing to hold me down. Right. So eventually, as I started missing to do i started hanging out with anika's cousin and then we started right. going to atlanta next thing right. you know i bought a car black on chrome peanut butter leather you know and I, i'm driving around 
that that old life. I'm I'm going out shooting pool and stuff. I'm like, man, I miss this. You know, right. When next right. thing you know, thoughts go all the way to, I'm ready to go back to New Orleans. I'm ready to go back home. I want to wow. be with my friends. That's so immature. And I didn't know any of this was going on. You know, I'm thinking that everything is fine. I didn't have any clue because he's young and we're young. I'm young and both of us kind of foolish. You know, right. he had some foolishness in his own way. And I'm naive, had no idea that he was thinking wow. these thoughts. You know, he came to me one day and he was like, um, I think you, I, I want to let you know I'm leaving or I'm going to Louisiana. I'm like, so when are we leaving? He was like, no, it's not we, wow. it's me. You know, and I'm like, oh, okay. And that's when it really hit me. I think it was like the summertime maybe like six months right. after we were married was it could it i think your book says nine months, maybe nine sorry your months. book says nine <laughs> to yes, show you that i didn't read and i'm not looking in the book <laughs> but to show that i did read it does say nine <laughs> thank you help me out okay so nine months later and then it's he took about three months to actually make it happen and i'm saying to myself surely he's not serious you know and so i'm wow. trying to gather my strength and talk to people and be like, y'all, can y'all talk to him and talk him out of this decision he's going to make? And I'm like, surely he didn't. He's not right. going to do it. He would right. do it. Why would he do it? Because we, right. we get along fine. You know, we like best friends. We like the same things. We don't hardly argue. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of fussy sometimes or he kind of got his ways or he kind of fussy sometimes. But we didn't have any major arguments to just be like, oh, this is bad. Right. We need to go our separate ways. I mean, we had money. Money wasn't an issue. I mean, the big things, I guess communication could have right. been it that he didn't communicate that, hey, I'm right. having thoughts of going back until he was really far along the line to do it, putting a job in place, transfers and trying to look for housing, these kind of things. But by that time, right. it's too late. You know, it's just kind of, you could have said right. something before now, you know, and I mean, some kind of things came out that, okay, my mom has sent us to a marriage retreat. And I'm thinking maybe this experience will kind of help him get some sense right. and he'll kind of change his mind. Mm. But he, he had made his mind up. Even at the marriage retreat, he was like, mm -mm. Oh, he wouldn't participate. He yeah, just acted pretty. Yeah, so they, so, so far, they got married. Yep. And then they decide, he decided that after the five things, he said six things. Right. But I, I also say, I think the seventh thing is um, having a baby too is also a major thing when you first get married. That's why I think for us, not having a baby for the first couple of years was great for us. Right. But uh, yeah. And then, so he decided he needed to go back home. Kind of right. like what you did. I need to go back home, be with my family. Mm -hmm. I miss my friends. I want to go work. I want to do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. So he decided that, that he that's what he was going to do. Yeah. It just kind of frozen, but we don't yeah, kept so talking. We kept talking. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, we're just synopsis for the somebody that may have came in at the last minute. Right. Um, what you <laughs> was talking about. Okay, and um, I was gonna say that even though All right, that's Brent, fine, that's even though you guys had went down to the mar, you guys went to the marriage retreat. His mind was already made up, so by that time it was, it was too late. Oh yeah, it was too late. Um, because I was too weak in what I was embracing or what I was headed to. That's your, he was that's strong, a quick question. You know I mean, he was strong when you went. Could it? Mm -hmm. I just thought of something. When you went to the marriage retreat, he already had his mind made up. Was your expectation that he was going to change his mind by going, like, was your heart really into it when you went to the marriage retreat? Or was you just like, Mine or his? Yours. Because he's already had his mind made up. So even though he's going, he's more, it seemed like he's more just going just to appease you. But his mind's already made up. 
but how was you, was your heart really into going to the marriage retreat and thinking, or would you like thinking like he's going to change, or? I definitely did, yeah. Because like I said, gotcha. I didn't even know we had okay. problems. You know, it's just like surely we could get some outside help and they can kind of work us right. through. Because that's what I do now. You know, I work with the women as a marriage and mental health coach and try to help them to get to the root of the problem and build on a strong foundation instead of a weak foundation and anything come can blow right. your house away. And so, but we, again, I didn't think we had any problems. You know, it's kind of like going to the doctor, no health, pre, pre-existing health conditions, and he diagnosed you with stage mm. four cancer. I need, and I it, need to it just kind of hit you, you know? And it's like, I wasn't prepared to get the diagnosis of stage four cancer. So let me go and try to go to the right. um, mm-hmm. urgent mm-hmm. care. So urgent care, I'm not, I'm past the mm-hmm. urgent care. I need to say something. As I, as I retell this story, I'm realizing something that I don't think I've brought out much when we've told, we've told this testimony right. many times. And I want to hear from, I want to hear from y'all what I'm going to say, um, mm-hmm. Pedro and Tara, I want to hear from both of y'all because we have some similar right. situations. Because young and dumb doesn't right. answer the whole thing. It, it explains mm-hmm. a lot of it, mm-hmm. Pedro, Tara what I was right. dealing with and what I did. Being young and dumb explains a lot of it, but it really don't explain <clears throat> explain right. the whole thing, nor really get to the root of it. What I'm going to say, I really haven't said it right. in testimonies. So like a lot of young black, black young people in the world today, I come from right. parents who were divorced. Okay? When my life in you know, the little neighborhood I lived in, the hood. I ain't trying to act like it was that bad, right. but it, you know, it was a hood. I didn't mm. know consistency. Mm. Okay. Uh, I love my, my mother loved me. She got married again, had stepdad right. or whatever. And I, I, I felt like I had a happy life. You know what I'm saying? I didn't right. miss no meals. You know, I had friends, you know, and all this type of stuff. But with my background, I didn't know what right. consistency looked like. Okay. To the point that Anika comes from parents that was together. She was raised by two parents. They were successful people. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so her family background is much more stable, not just their nuclear family, but the entire family, their career people, a lot of success in the family. Right. Me, I didn't have that background in Louisiana. So what you had in a situation, I'm telling you, I'm, I mm-hmm. was aware of this that my life was as such that if things was too consistent yeah it was weird to me mm-hmm. even before i moved even before i became a right. seven day adventist you know it seemed like i would mess things up mm-hmm. because i ain't used to that you know what i'm saying and i think a lot of our people are plagued by that because that's all they know so to bring you to an environment that's stable wow. is kind of weird it's kind of like what is this you know what i'm saying and what i want to say is I'm realizing this is what the big change in my life through conversion is to appreciate a yes. stable life. Yeah. It's to appreciate stability and to and to derive joy from it. Whereas where I was from, I couldn't. It felt weird mm. to me. I, I I couldn't derive no joy. I was like, nah, that, something got to right. mess up. So if it ain't gonna mess up on its own, right. I'm gonna mess it up. Right. What, what about you? What about you? I'm, I'm, you, I'm you, thinking you what you just what said. Saying? We're the op- wow. we're the exact. We are so similar, <laughs> but I, it's backwards. Tara used to be Baptist. Yeah, I used to be Baptist. I'm Seventh Day. Mm-hmm. 
since I was about, I used to be Pentecostal to about five. Then my mother became Seventh Day. I got mm-hmm. baptized in Bermuda. Um, so when we met, just what you just said, she had both her parents her whole life. Yes. So to her, both successful. Her mother retired real early, you know, because she had, you know, do her thing. Mm. And Tara was determined not to give up on me because of that, because she saw both parents her mm-hmm. whole life. Yeah. You know, her whole, she think my mother, my father didn't even want to be dealing with me when I, you know, after a while he got remarried mm-hmm. and he didn't, he kind of just disowned me and I could be in Bermuda and he wouldn't mm-hmm. see me like he wouldn't even come see me, you know, but that's here or now. That's no problem. Then my mother got married, my stepfather. Mm-hmm. Now he did bring some stability to my life, but it was still, um, that was around 15. But I really didn't get that stability going to my mm-hmm. 20s because, you know, me and my, my stepfather kind of mm-hmm. clashed just trying to get used to each other the first couple of years of our, you know, of my mother's, you know, um, marriage to him. So it was kind of the same thing. So when we met, we were not, we was equally yoked, but we was kind of unyoked because we was doing the, we was going yeah, we was going to Sunday yeah. church. We was going to Sabbath church. Yeah, I didn't you know, know about the Sabbath. She didn't know about the Sabbath. About the Sabbath. She thought it was a cult. She <laughs> thought it was, you know, it was all, you know, the, all the things that people think it is, you know, right. all of that, you know. Um, and then, like, to right. be honest, unfair, unfair to the church, but I took her to a church one time, and she had on a nice, my wife was sexy, too, and she had on a nice <laughs> jean suit. You know, you know, the Sabbath, outfit. you know, the jean outfit, the pants on the top. Right. Was, yeah. I know, not I too know. tight, yeah. but just fit it, you know, kind of. So showing, it's showing the curves, but it's not showing everything, you know. It's not, you know. Uh-huh. And I took it to church. Uh-huh. I didn't take it to um Ephesus. I took I took it to another church in in Alabama. And um, you you probably know the church. Oh. Took it to another church, and boy, the looks I got because I, I, I came in a suit, and she was like, "Am I undressed?" I said, "No, come as you are." So. We because, went because yeah. he came to my house with this suit on. I was like, "Dude, you dressed in a suit? Like, like what's what we going to? You know, I thought it was right, like a right. funeral type of thing." And he was like, "No, we're going to church." So it's Saturday for me. So in my mind, we fit to just go out and have a good time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so we went to wow. church, and I was like, wow. "These people looking at me weird. Like, what's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> and but he, he kept me close. It's hard. Just don't worry about it. Just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, I enjoyed the service. You know, and it was different for me. You know, I was That's like, why good. is it nothing like yeah. Sunday? Mm-hmm. You know, so I was comparing the two, like, yeah. you know, confused, but still kind of uh-huh. trying to figure it out. I was, I was. So I said, well, you know, hey, it's church, That's you know, because I love church. Mm-hmm. You know, I come from a, you know, a family that do nothing but sing and gospel and, you know, preachers and all of that. So my father was a deacon. My mother was a musician in the church. So I was deep into the church. I knew who God was. I just didn't know what the mm-hmm. Sabbath was, because it just wasn't mm-hmm. taught to me, you know, but as time mm-hmm. went on and mm-hmm. I realized, you know, started getting to know my husband and, you know, his background and where he was from and how his life was and how unstable it was with his, how he grew up and everything and versus how I grew up. Mm-hmm. And it had me kind of understand mm-hmm. why we had some mm-hmm. issues and the brokenness, you know, I didn't see it at wow. a lot of like people say, bring people around mm-hmm. your family. 
in your community. And I bring them, I bring him around my family. My grandmother loved them, but for some reason, my family just did not take to Pujo as much as I wanted them to. They was like, you know, he'd been married before, he had kids, you know, all of these yeah. things. You sure you ready for this? And at this time, I'm what, 20, 21? You're 21. Yeah. So at this my, my, 20. Mm. You you told you got you it's said you guys got married quick. We got we met in February. We got married in October. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we we, so we met in February so around Valentine's Day. We got married that same year in October. Mm-hmm. My and parents we went to the courthouse and got married. And look, it's so many similarities. It's so many similarities too, Tars. You continue to talk. Anika's family, right? I told you the stability and success, but her mother's father was a Baptist oh, wow. uh, preacher yeah. his whole life. And mm-hmm. he come from a family of preachers. And so and so that was a strong element. Matter of fact, he was oh, involved oh. in the civil rights movement. They, they got a street in downtown Birmingham. Oh yeah, I heard of that. Yeah, that. yeah, Abraham yeah. Woods, what church was he in? Boulevard. What That's church was he, was he in the Baptist in Alabama? St. Joe's. St. Joe's. Oh yeah, I heard of St. Joe's Baptist Church. Yeah. yeah. Tar went to 46 Baptist. Yeah. Well, my mama, my mama um, played at a lot of churches in Birmingham before uh, I became teenager. But your main church was 46. But my main church, yeah. But um, mm-hmm. my mother was been in the church because her brother was a preacher. Mom. Mm-hmm. Everybody preaches and stuff in my family. So, you know, we grew up from that, you know. Right. And right. Yeah, it's in my blood. It's mm-hmm. in my blood. But once It's still in her blood. <laughs> the best thing that ever happened to me is learning the Sabbath, <laughs> I must say. And it wasn't it wasn't pushed on me. My husband didn't push Praise it on God. me. Yeah, it's God. something that God had mm-hmm. to reveal to me. And mm-hmm. when He did that, I was I was changed. Let me tell you real quick. Yeah, because I was going to get to that. We um we was married five years before she became Aventus. Yeah. And at no at the whole time, I never said to her, you need to become mm-hmm. Aventus. I never said you know what you want to do. We never mm-hmm. went through that. We even mm-hmm. had a child. And we was talking about how we're going to raise them. And then that's when I got, I was in jail to be deported. Mm-hmm. And God, she she was studying the Bible. And she mm-hmm. came across, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Mm-hmm. And she called me and she said, Peter, what's the sa- Sabbath day? And I was oh. like, the sa- Saturday. She was like, oh, that's why we've been going. She li- That's why we've been going to church on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, because that's the, the problem. Wow. Right? And then she was like, oh, mm-hmm. I did not know that. And so then it got her interest and she started reading more wow. and more. Right. And she said, she said, I want to, I want to become seven days. So wow. when we went to go, your mother gave me Bible studies, right? My mother, right. My mother that. Yeah. My, my mother, mother my mother gave her Bible because my mother was a Bible worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And wow. yeah. So like you said, with similarities is so, yeah. And, and the reason I said about, about the Baptist thing mm-hmm. is not in her, like for her singing. Cause like with her singing, she doesn't like, Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but like Aventus sing a certain way and Baptists sing another way. Mm-hmm. And like I was tell Tara, mm-hmm. she sings Aventus, mm-hmm. but she still has that Baptist Southern in her that sometimes comes out when she gets in the spirit or gets in the thing and uh-huh. it comes out. And the Aventus are like, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some things you just like, mm-hmm. And Nick has got a lot on her mom's side. A lot of a lot of singing, a lot of uh, musical talent, just very talented people. And, and really, I I still do to this day admire them. I come from 
South Louisiana, you know, and mm-hmm. Louisiana is known. And I was in New Orleans, and and you know, it's known right. for wow, yeah, right, abroad, right, partying, and you know, and uh, just, just let the good times <laughs> roll, let bon temps rouler, you know. And that's the right ethos and attitude of where I'm from. You know, all the eat, eat, eat everything. Oh yeah, listen, too. I guess black folks do that <laughs> everywhere, but um, but you know, out of the, you know, I eating everything out of out of the Gulf, you know, and um. And moving to Birmingham, I yes. saw a different black culture, right. a, a culture of excellence, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a culture of overcoming, a culture of changing the world right. with the right. civil rights movement, you know, and, 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 and in a lot of ways, Anika mm-hmm. embodies that, embodies right. that, embodied that, and embodies that. And you know, the beautiful thing is in marriage, yes. Yes. they complement yes. each other, <laughs> you know, Anika was just telling me just, just within the past couple of days, she said, you help me to uh, yeah, learn right. how to relax. Same thing for us. <laughs> same thing for us. I help you. Yeah. Again, that's my yeah. background. You know, I'm from Louisiana, <laughs> South Louisiana. You know, but um, but 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 uh, Sister Tara. So so what what do you think about how I answer your your question? Again, it's not to try to justify, but when people are dealing with difficulties in their life, I love how uh, 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 Pedro said that you understood that he had brokenness in his past. And so I'm just identifying that these things really did affect me. I'm not. No, no, to no, no. I understand I did, totally. But I think we could be honest and say, yeah, that these things play an impact, right? Definitely. On why we because do what I, we do. I, I can say, you know, when I when I started with PJ, I was young, and a lot of times I wanted to leave. So I understand your mindset on why you left mm-hmm. because. You wanted to leave, or you did leave? I, well, I did leave a lot. About times. five times. Yeah, six I did. Times. I, I left, ain't counting. Yes, I left a lot of times because I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't know if I want, you know, want, you know, have a family, baby. It was all coming. Kind of- <laughs> <laughs> and when, when, when I met Pedro's um, children, it, it kind of it was a lot for me. You know what I mean? It was a lot for me to become a mother. Um, you know, yeah. an onset mother, and I'm like, I don't know how to be a mother. You know what I'm saying? I'm the only. You but, know, I'm, I'm young. But I never told you to be that mother. No, 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 you didn't. But I'm mm. just saying, for me, in my mind, mm. I was like, how am I supposed to, you know, what role do I play? You know, like, how do I go into this? Be yourself. Yes. But, but, but Pijo, having his experience in life, you know, and I'm just now starting with him, I understood what my father and my mother was saying to me. It wasn't, it, and, and my father was like, you sure you're ready? You know, it's mm. a lot for you to take on. You know, you still got your whole life ahead of you. And a lot of times I left because I felt like maybe I could start over. Maybe mm. I can, you know, can't do this no more. I got to get away. Like I was running away <laughs> from what I I thought I just couldn't do it. You know, so I understand, Brent, exactly what you went through. Yeah, and like, like she was saying, I totally get um, when I met her, her, like she said, her family didn't make it easy for me. Mm-mm. And um, she'll tell you, it was the weirdest thing. I had to win them over, and I won them over by kindness. I was intentionally kind. I'm already a kind person. She'll tell you. I'm not saying I'm not kind. I'm already a very outgoing, sociable person. But I was very, I'm a very, I'm a person that will help a stranger. Mm-hmm. If I see you changing your tire on the side of the street and I got a jack, I'm going to get out and say, mm-hmm. hey, use my jack to get your car up so you can change your tire faster. Right. You know? And so I, mm-hmm. I, I was so polite to the mm-hmm. to the mother mm-hmm. that even though she didn't like me, she had no choice but to like me. Because if she said, "Hey, Pedro, can you go ahead to the store? I'll go. Can you help me do this? I'll do it." And I wouldn't question. I would just do it. 
Right. I rearranged the whole house if she asked me to. <laughs> like, I literally will rearrange the whole house and not even say nothing. Just do it and say, you know, you're welcome and go back home. Like, that was just who I was. Yeah. And so I had to kind of, like, win them over a little bit before they started to kind of to like me, you know? I just think for my parents, you know, they didn't want to see their daughter, you know, ha- you know, be able to handle all of that that was coming my way. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes people that's more wiser than you can see, more mm-hmm. than you can see. And as I was more into it, I was like, oh, wow, oh yeah. they were saying yeah. now. You know, so I... <laughs> and I think because oh, yeah. um, I just kept praying and saying, Lord, help me through this. Help me try to stay in this marriage. Even though I kept leaving, coming back, going back and forth. I was just like, sometimes when I was away, I felt more free than I did when I was coming back into the marriage. You know, mm-hmm. I felt more trapped. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't want to feel this way. Brent. I don't know if you felt that way, Brent. Mm-hmm. You know, like you like trapped in something that you couldn't get out of. And but but for me, I didn't. I still didn't result in divorce. That's the difference. Is that I was like, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to divorce. I'm not going to yeah, divorce. Me. Even though it was, yeah, I knew if I told my parents that, that's all they probably would, would wanted to hear. Was like, okay, yes, she finally coming back home. You know, <laughs> doing what <laughs> doing what they probably they they probably right. had plans for me that I didn't right. know what they had for me. You know, but God was just taking me to another direction. Mm-hmm. And as I as time went on, I was like, you know what, God brought Peter yeah. into my life for a reason. And sometimes God can bring you in to help that person change from how they were in their life. So I guess it just all depends on the situation. It's about care. Mm-hmm. God is trying to develop our character. And he uses broken Definitely. marriages, broken people, broken relationships to uh, help us see. Uh, I mean, to just develop us and help us to be leave who we Definitely. were before Definitely. him and to be a new creature in Christ. You know, and I feel like that's no. what marriage is about. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy. It's it's to help us, mm-hmm. help us to reflect God's mm-hmm. character of love, and to endure. You know, one of Brent's favorite Bible verses is Matthew twenty four and I believe thirteen. Yes, it says he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be. You know, and you have to endure. And um, so we're actually I want to just mention this. We're no, doing yeah. a marriage workshop. I, I don't think I mentioned this, but we're starting okay. a marriage workshop, and the title is called Commitment because that's we lack a lot of times is we lack commitment yeah, we start yeah. something oh i didn't i didn't think it was gonna be like this and we quit or we start right. and we run into a few obstacles mm-hmm. and we want to quit but persevering and making these commitments and just making a commitment to say i made this decision is hard but with god's help all things are possible and we can Definitely. look to him and get help you know what i mean it's kind of like don't try to if you don't have any medical expertise or knowledge why are you going to try to take Definitely. care of yourself? Go to somebody that can help you. You know, and I think a lot of times we feel like, um, oh, I'm good. I'm good. We're good. My marriage is good. But if it's not, get some help. Stop being so shamed to get help, to reach out to somebody. I mean, you may have to pray that God will send you somebody that can understand you. And right. that's what um, I talk about Danita in the book. But Danita was there. You know, I was still kind of growing. Like Pedro, I became a um, seven-day Adventist when my mom, she was had right. some health issues and somebody, she went to the library and they've told her, she found in the library, she said, Seventh-day Adventists are some of the healthiest people in the world. <laughs> my mom was like, I need to find these people because I need I need some help. You know, and she was having some health issues. And sure enough, she started, she wow. learned about the health message. She started changing her diet and she started seeing God do amazing things with her health. She started, um, the weight started coming off, the health issues started just um, going away. 
but we started going to church more regularly and um but my mom needed some help you know she found the help by reaching out going to the library and then she met some people who um, were attending the church but that's something i see that we must be willing oh i'm talking about right. how i got to i would go to church you know i started going to church when i was six to the seven day Adventist church but it was just a lot of activity a lot of church attendance but during the week i didn't have that right personal connection with christ you know i was attending church but i didn't have a um you know a communion with christ where jesus i love jesus i wanted to do what he told me to do yeah. i just yeah. was kind of going through the motions in some way you know but when brent left i had like a real sweet experience with jesus like a personal revival where i rediscovered jesus yeah. And he became so near to me, you know, because I started reading his promises that you was hurt. I was, I will never leave you nor forsake me because Brent had left me. He had forsaken me. But when I read my Bible, I see that Jesus said he will never leave me nor forsake me. Well, right. I need to spend less time worried about him and more time reading my Bible to find about, find out about somebody who loves me. Someone who right. says, I will heal Definitely. your broken heart. I will bind mm -hmm. up your wounds. And that's what I needed. So whereas we were together i didn't have time to read my bible because i'm so busy being in love i'm working and staying up right. late talking to brenda we're going out and stuff like that when brent was gone y'all i had plenty of time to cry plenty of time to pray plenty of time to read my bible and grow that relationship right. with christ that i should have had years before you know and so it just became a continual process of jesus healing my mind healing my broken heart healing me and helping me to get strong so I could then gird my armor on and fight for my marriage. And I want to just share what fight is. Fight is actually from the yes. title of the book, Fight is yes. actually an acronym. And it stands, F stands for fervently pray. I identify Bible promises. G, give thanks. H, have patience. And T, take time for testimonies. And these are some of the indispensable weapons of faith God gave to me. And that the women at Sheila's home who encouraged me to pray for my husband and pray for our marriage, these are some of the things I learned from them. Their testimonies did so much to encourage me, you know, because I never, I mean, eventually my parents got divorced and others around me were divorced, but to just see God work a miracle in a marriage and bring a husband and wife together who had been yes. separated or had been divorced, I didn't really yeah. see that much, you know. But to be around these women and I could see that they prayed and God answered and He bless these women you know and they was there he did it for them and they didn't just stop and go and enjoy right. a good life you know they came back and they took their time invested their time to minister to women like me who were where they were 10 15 20 mm -hmm. years ago and that's another reason i wrote the book is to try to be there for somebody else who may yeah. feel hopeless hey, you know Paul. yes and it's just been a blessing to be able to have this experience because now it's saying okay if god could do that we can look to, he can do amazing things. He can continue to do great things and just look into him to do great things in my life and our life, our family, and in the marriages of so definitely. many other people. Oh, definitely. So Brent, I have, I have a question that came across my mind. When you came, when you guys um, got remarried, how did you feel going, how did you feel when y'all got remarried again and, and started your union? <laughs> God is so good sister tara because i wanted to share three interesting things with you guys and your listeners and i want to share these things as an encouragement and it's a perfect segue into answering your questions so mm -hmm. i feel like god put that on your mind and the reason i want to share these things is like anika said she had a personal revival right. in her life 
and that enabled her to gird her armor on and fight for marriage. Mm -hmm. But what that looked like is she prayed mm. for me. And you got to understand, you may have left, you know, to you know, go and you felt like you need to get away and be free. I not only had left, I was in Satan's mm. grasp. I wasn't living mm. a good life. Um, my career was going good, but the things I was doing uh, really could have had me you know, in trouble. I ain't no gangster, nothing like that. But here I'm chasing women and doing right. things and going in parts right. of New Orleans. I have no business going. Mm. So really my life is in danger. Okay. So Nika's praying for me. I want to share with you three things. And this is for your listeners out there who may think okay. it's impossible. Let me share with you some things. You may pray for somebody. You may be getting details of their life. If they're close to you, if they're far away, and the reports you're getting are not good. And like, it seemed like it's impossible. While me and Anika were divorced and I'm in New Orleans, I had my first mm. child. Mm -hmm. Me and Anika did not right. have any children. I had my first child, my beautiful daughter named mm -hmm. Madison. Now, when Nika heard that, she felt like, oh, wow. it's over. It's wow. never going to happen, right? But do you know that the Lord used that baby girl to begin the process in which wow. I returned to him? Mm -hmm. It was looking at my little girl's eyes when she was, she was a little toddler and she toddled up to me. She was looking up at me and I was looking down at her and the Holy Spirit spoke to me as I'm looking at my daughter like, I don't want my daughter right. to grow up and be with a yeah. man like me, an adulterer, or, you right. know, the, the type right. of man I was living, the type of life I was living. I don't want her to be with nobody like me. But yet and still, if I keep living wow. like this, she'll probably be attracted to somebody wow. like me because I'm her daddy. I said, Lord, change me. Mm. That's the first thing I wanted to tell you. Wow. It seemed like that was a nail in the coffin, right? That seemed like that would just close the door. Nika kept praying, though. Oh, one thing changed. Nika says that she would pray, bring Brent back to me. But when she found out I had a baby, she just started praying, Lord, just save him. <laughs> and you know, that's when things started wow. happening. She wasn't praying, bring him to me. She was praying, just yes. save him, Lord. Yes. So that so baby, that baby changed even her train of thought. Story. Wow. I remember one. Sorry, I was just saying. Yeah, my daughter, man. I mean, it's just. I say oh, no, yeah, Madison. The Ma yeah. Madison being born changed Anika's oh, train of thought because you said she was praying, you know, for you. But then when the baby, she 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 probably was like, I don't have enough. I don't have a chance. Even if we don't get together, you know, Lord, just save him. Yeah. So it goes to the, it goes to the, oh, I can't think of the word. It goes to what Anika, her upbringing and the love she had for you. Even if I can't be with him, mm -hmm. Lord, still save him yes. so that you can, he could be your child. So she still was, you, you know, like it's that powerful. unconditional I have, love. I have chills. There's like that unconditional chills. love for you. That's a powerful prayer, man. Wow. Yeah. That's a powerful prayer. Yeah, and the Lord honored her in saving my life yeah. through that. And I want to make that very clear. I was lost. Yes. And let me tell you something. Now that brings me to the second thing I want to share okay. with you. While she's praying just for my soul, not praying that the marriage be restored. Now on this side, now that I had a daughter, she's praying just for my soul. 
one evening, I remember I was, I don't know where Madison was and where her mother was, but I was at home by myself. And I was sitting on my couch in front of my television. And all of a sudden, it was like I was in a vision, even though I was awake. And what it was, was is like, there was these two black clouds and it only left about that much right. space between it. And I was stuck all up between these two clouds. And as they was coming close together, I could almost feel it pressing against me. Like if them clouds wow. just came together, I wouldn't be able to breathe. It was almost like this, my last call for mm. salvation. Like I'm about to be lost. Wow. Like wow. the Holy Spirit about to be extinguished. Like if these clouds come together, I can't wow. breathe. It's just a little space like this between these black clouds. That's just right. a little bit of spiritual breath getting to me. And as I'm looking at this, I'm jammed up way in it. And I was like, obviously my feeling was like, I want to get out of wow. here. And the Lord was showing me the trouble I was in, in New mm. Orleans and the life I was living. And so the clouds, as you come down, then it start kind of spacing out and they still had clouds, but it wasn't as thick right. as where I was. And then at the bottom, it had a river. And then on the other side of that river, there's no more black clouds. And Jesus was there with the rest of his flock. And so I'm like, I need to get down. I want to mm -hmm. breathe. Right. And the Lord told me, you didn't get yourself jammed up in this mess overnight. And I can't get wow. you out overnight. You're going to have to listen to me. Sometimes I'm going to have to tell you, go right. Stop for a little while. Go left. You're going to have to listen to me and I will get you out. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I want mm. out. I want to get out. Remember, I don't know this. Anika somewhere hours Mercy. away praying for go. me. This is what happens when if you will take the time, if you will have the care to pray for somebody, Definitely. the Lord will do things mm -hmm. in their life. Mm -hmm. That's the second thing I wanted to share with you. Now, the third thing I want to share with you is I want to, it's going to get into the answer to your question. How did I right. feel when it came time for us to return? Now, this is, this is kind of crazy. As I'm getting back yes. into, remember right. I told y'all early on that I started going back to church? Wow. Mm -hmm. So I'm having a revival now. Oh, wow. And I didn't know this. I didn't know any of this, okay? I had a pharmaceutical job and I changed jobs. I had the whole state of Louisiana. So sometimes right. I get in my car and drive three hours one direction, three hours. So I spent a lot of windshield time. So I listen to my music. I'm listening to hip hop, all this type of stuff. But I'm going to church and I'm like, I got to stop putting this garbage in my head. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I should get the Bible and drive around listening to the Bible. I started listening to the Bible and that really gave me a personal revival to really hear the word of wow. God. We want to thank you all for joining us um, today on Marriage Can Heal podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to come back with part two with Anika and Brent. Yes. And they're going to tell us the rest of their testimony. And we just want to say, um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can go on goddessministry at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Or if you would like to donate to our ministry, it's pounds, British pound sign, Goddard's. Where's it at? Oh, yeah. Marriage Can Heal. I'm sorry. Marriage Can Heal, too. Right. And our PayPal is at Goddess Ministry. Yes. And like I said, you can contact us at marriagecanhealpodcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Again, we want to thank you for joining us. And we hope to hear you, um, hope to be with you next week as we do part two with Anika and Brent. Yes. All right. You have anything to say, babe? That's it. All right, cool. <laughs> Blessings. 
Blessings. Peace. Drop the beat now.